The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You're listening to Red Leg Nation Radio, the official podcast of RedLegNation.com. Welcome to the latest edition of Red Leg Nation Radio, and today we're looking to the future, and we're really excited to be joined by one of the Reds' top prospects, Jesse Winker. Jesse, thanks a lot for being with us today. Hey, no problem. <laughs> glad I can uh, be with you guys. Jesse, doing some reading about you, I read, I've read that you, you have been born in like three different places. One place I read you were born in Buffalo, another place I read you were born <laughs> in Windermere, and the other place I read you were born in Orlando, Florida. So... I mean, was your was your mom really like getting around as she was having you, or we got some bad media, or what's the deal here? All right, so I was born in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, you know, that's upstate New York. Right. And I lived there until I was seven, and then I moved down to Orlando. So, um, you know, I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan and a big Orlando Magic fan. That you know, polar opposites. But um, you know, those are my those are my squads, and so growing up. Actually, you know, I guess you could say I grew up in Orlando, Florida, so, you know, as a kid with Universal and Disney around, you know, I wasn't too bad at all. Where did the Windermere come from? Windermere is just a city in Orlando. Um, oh, okay. It's just, uh, like, you know, sometimes I say Orlando, sometimes I just say Windermere. I guess, you know, if you're getting pretty technical, I'll just say Windermere. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's in East Orlando, I think. Okay. Yeah, baseball, refer- right? baseball reference has you born in Windermere, Florida. Right, yeah. No, well, I wasn't born in Windermere. Okay. I was born in Niagara Falls. So, so what brought your parents to, to Florida other than getting away from the upper up, upstate New York weather in the, in the winter? You know, I think it's it's more of just that the opportunity um, in Orlando, Florida. You know, where, where I was from, um, you know, nice area, but, um, you know, there, there just wasn't much, you know, sports-wise and, <clears throat> Um, I, I think my parents saw it as an opportunity to get out, and um, you know they really gave up their their home for for me and my brother. So you know it was a big move for them, but just the opportunity Florida had to provide, um, you know, was really the biggest deal for my parents. And um, so they they got us all up and we moved down here. How big is your family? I know you had a brother that, that played minor league baseball. Um, more brothers and sisters. I just had two older brothers, so I'm I'm the baby of the family. Oh, you're the baby. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, I've read that either your parents or your dad run a hitting warehouse. Is, is that like a, a batting cage place or a baseball academy? What exactly is a hitting warehouse? My my dad my dad gives lessons to some to some local kids that um, okay. you know just want to want to get some extra swings in and um, you know put in some work. So we have this this big warehouse. And there's, there's, like, five batting cages in there, and, you know, there's a bunch of, like, different kind of machines. There's, like, a curveball machine, and then there's an iron mic, and then my dad will throw. And it's just, you know, it's just a great place for, 
you know, local kids. I think, you know, you're kind of expanding it to a little bit younger now. I think, you know, some kids are 10 or 11 all throughout high school. You know, it's just a great platform to go in and, um, you know, get some extra work in. I read that Dante Bichette had a hand in starting this. Yeah, it's actually, um, it's his it's his place, and um, my dad just kind of runs it now. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, the Bichettes, are, they're a cool family, and, um, you know, what a, what, a, what a blessing to have them in our lives because they're just great people, and, um, you know, all of them, they're just an awesome family. Has he talked to you about the Reds at all? Um, actually, yeah. Last offseason, I got to um, inter- interact with him a lot, just talking minor leagues, and you know, just just getting to talk hitting with Mr. Bichette. You know, that was awesome. You know, just learning how he went about um, his career and the way he handled his business. You know, it, it's just you know that's just the cool thing about baseball is just getting to talk to people past and present, learning how they you know did their you know routines and stuff. It was awesome. It's funny, you said you moved to Orlando, the Orlando area when you were about seven, and that was about when he played, he, you would have been about, that been about the year 2000, that's the year he played for the Reds. Yeah, that, that's, it's actually, it's actually very funny, because my, my senior year of high school, um, he would go out, uh, like, before my games, he would throw BP to me, like, um, like we had, like, BP for scouts, so, you know, him, him being there, and, you know, I got to go through my little draft process, you know, him throwing me BP and, you know, just kind of helping me out through that. That was pretty cool. So how old were you when you started playing ball? I, I was three. I, I was playing baseball ever since, you know, I could probably breathe. I came out of the womb playing the bat ever since. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing it forever. Have you, were you always an outfielder? Uh, I, yeah, I actually was always an outfielder. When I was younger, I used to pitch, too. So, um... You know, my, my parents let me get up on the mountain throw. But, you know, there wasn't much pitching. It was more just throwing as hard as I could. <laughs> did, you, did you play any other sports growing up? I played football for a year. I played hockey um, in, obviously, upstate New York. And then when I moved down to Florida, I tried playing hockey for a couple of years, too. But it, it's just not the same down there. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you just started focusing entirely on baseball? Um, I was probably entirely on baseball. Well, I stopped playing hockey around the age of 13, and then that's the year I played football, 13 and 14, um, the year I played football. So after that, I was like, you know what? After my season of football, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was just too much for me. You know, some people loved it. You know, I loved the game, but practice was just too much. <laughs> a, a lot of kids say they want to play pro ball, but how old were you when you realized that you really had the chance to play pro ball? Uh, you know, it was... It was a goal my whole life, you know, not just to not just to play professionally, but you know, to win World Series rings and you know to one day hopefully be in the Hall of Fame. So ever since I was a little kid, that was my goal. But I really realized, you know, I could chase it. Like my freshman sophomore year of high school, I like, you know, I was like, wow, this can this can really happen for me in the next couple of years. And that's when you kind of, you know, that's when I I think kids start thinking about what they want to be. You know, that's when they kind of start figuring out, hey, you know, I'll have I have a passion for this, but I had the passion my whole life, but I really realized, like, hey, this is this is going to take off for me, like, right around the age of, like, yeah, freshman, sophomore, so, like, 15, 15. You, know, you mentioned the, 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 the Orlando Magic, and you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. Um, who were your baseball teams that you rooted for growing up, and, and what players did you did you follow closely? You know, it's funny, because I, n- I never really had one true team. Um, I always just watch players, and I would try to, you know, copy what they do. And, like, when I was a little kid, I'd, I'd go by their jersey. 
But um, I was a big, big Derek Jeter fan growing up, like huge Jeter fan. And then um, as I got older, I just started watching like left-handed power hitters, and you know, I, I just left-handed hitters in general. I tried to like you know see what they were doing and copy what they were doing. So you know, the Reds having two of the best in the league with Bruce and Bono, I'd always watch them. And um, you know, I'd watch guys like Josh Hamilton and Robinson Cano. He's another really good one. So I just kind of watched their swings and watched. You know, and try to learn from them as much as I could. You, I, I read that you played baseball at Olympia High School in Orlando, and, and if one of your teammates from high school was also a number one pick, right? Right. Yeah, he was. Um, he was also a first rounder to the to the Padres. Right. And, and uh, is what's his name? Walker. Weichel. Weichel. Okay, I didn't know how to pronounce his last name. I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow it up. You know. Right. Pretty, it's pretty amazing to have two number one picks out of the same high school. Is, is your school a, a Florida powerhouse? Um, we definitely were when I was there. Um, to be honest with you, all these schools in this area, there's a lot of high schools in my little area. They're all kind of a powerhouse. There's a lot of talent here, and there's always been, you know, a, a big time baseball crop in, our, in Central Florida. So, um, you know, that was kind of cool getting to play against, you know other really good teams growing up. And there's been a lot of draft picks, you know, from here in the past five to ten years. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that. I looked it up, and I saw that you faced him twice last year. Do you remember how you did? Yeah, uh, I think I actually, you know, I have a really good memory of how I do against a lot of pitchers. But, yeah, I think my final numbers were, I think I was two for five with a walk, and I, I think either two or three RBIs. Was that, was that it? You were two for four with a walk. You hit into a double play once and struck out once. Yep, you're right. The double, play, the double play was in vain and the strikeout was at their place. Yeah, but, yep. you know, if I, could, if I could go two for four off everybody, I'll take that. For Absolutely right. <laughs> now, your, your brother was playing in the Midwest League last year also, so did you get a chance to see him during the season? Oh, uh, he yeah, he started the year off on the DL, and he actually got called up. You know, he got called back up to the Midwest League because the year before he was an All Star there, and we just missed him. Like I think we missed him by a week or two. Oh, okay. And yeah, I never, I never got to play against him. But he came to my All Star. You know, he came to the All Star game in Dayton, so that was fun. Yeah, and and that, that may, yeah, we'll talk about Dayton in a little while. Um, you had accepted an offer to play at University of Florida before the before the Reds drafted you. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, the Florida was the school I I committed to. Yeah. Tell us about draft day and the draft day experience for you. Oh, you know, well, that ties into that, it, it being my dream my whole life to go play professionally. Um, just, you know, you're thinking, I, I'm, I was sitting at my dinner table, you know, my whole family was in town, and, you know, you're thinking, like, you know, what team, what team is it going to be? You know, what spot? You know, this and that. And the, what I knew for sure is I just wanted to go play. And um, so I was like, God, I just came in to go play, and, um, when the Reds took me, you know, I, you know, I just hit the floor and, you know, I kind of forgot what happened. You know, everyone was just, <laughs> just jumping around in excitement. I was just, you know, over, I, I was very emotional. I was like, oh my God, you know, hugging everybody and, you know, just the perfect fit. And I was just so honored that, uh, that the Reds took me. And, um, it, it was just, you know, it was just a dream come true. What, what other teams had, had looked at you or had, had talked to you? Um, you know, we were we were in touch with a lot of different teams. Um, I kind of forget to be honest with you. Yeah, too many of them. Um, huh? <laughs> not to say, I mean, you know, no, you I know. In home, you have in home business with every team. You know, a lot of teams. Uh, 
came to, came to my games and came to my batting practices I had before the game. And stuff. So, you know, you were kind of just in touch with a lot of different teams, but um, did you, I was so, you know, what a perfect fit with the Reds. You know, it was just, it was just awesome that it happened. Did you, did be, you, did, uh, were you pretty sure yeah. the Reds were going to be the team that took you, or, or was it still up in the air on the day of the draft? The day of the draft, you know, I really didn't have any idea who was going to who was going to take me. Um, and then once you know, pick forty nine came around, I got the phone call, and I was just sitting there waiting. And you know, once you hear your name called, you know, it's just it's just the best feeling ever. So, was there was there uh, once you were picked, and you're picked as a first rounder, and there aren't many first round picks that that don't sign, you know. But was there some discussion about whether you'd go to Florida, or was it a foregone conclusion that you were going to play ball, ball right now? I I I wanted to, I wanted to start my career absolutely one hundred percent. There was you know this is the story like I got drafted out on Monday. I graduated like I walked in graduation on Tuesday. I signed that week and I flew out Friday. Wow! I was ready to go play, and I wanted to, um you know I wanted to get my career started and um go experience my own life and you know. Start, start it up. Okay, I ask this question of all you young guys, and especially the young guys that got drafted pretty high, because I asked Devin Mazzarocco the same question. I'm going to ask you, what did you buy when you signed? <laughs> um, I, you know, I never, I, my senior year of high school, that's when I actually got my license, and, um, you know, I was sharing my oldest brother's car with him because he was playing, so I had to drive his little Mazda, but... I got myself a new car, a 2013 Camaro, and um, oh. know, that's, my, that's my big. I plan on having it, you know, for the rest of my life. It's just something, you know, that, you know, that with the hard work I, I got. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool. Pretty nice, too. Kind of fast. See, I, th- <laughs> I think you broke a rule, though, because I thought the rule was you had to buy a black truck. <laughs> black truck, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my Camaro is black, for the record, so. Okay, so you got it. At least you got part of it right, you know. Right. I'm there. I'm there. Just, you know, not much of a truck guy. My dad had a truck my whole life, you know, so I was like, you know, I want something different, so. Well, you're a young guy, and a Camaro is a cool car for a young guy, you know. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> one day, you know, I hope, I hope to keep it around so I can, you know, let my kids have it one day and, you know, just explain to them that, you know, hard work, that's what, you know, helped me get this, so. Okay. Hey, Jesse, bear with me a second here on this question because it's going to take me a minute to get to it, Okay. Yeah, you're fine. I've talked to a lot of minor league guys over the years, and I've had some tell me that guys that are draft high like you were, you've already got it. You've got it made because of the money you got, and you don't have to struggle financially while you're in the minors, and because higher picks don't have, they get many more chances to fail. Some of these guys seem to feel like the the high picks don't have the pressure to perform that they do, but but I see it a different way. I see because they're high picks, they don't have to worry about being cut. But they have to they have to make their bones with everybody else in the organization, and the constant pressure of having to perform with all the eyes on you is a different kind of pressure. Do you feel any kind of pressure with being such a highly drafted guy? Um, I don't feel any kind of pressure at all. Um, I I'm, I'm blessed to have a great coaching staff. You know, everyone in the Reds organization is awesome. You know, I'm blessed with great teammates and. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel any pressure at all. I just, you know, I get to go out and I get to live my dream. I get to play baseball every day, and you know, I get to worry. I, the only thing I worry about is getting better that day. So yeah, no pressure at all. And you know, it's just it's just fun to to learn from the coaching staff and to learn, you know, from the older guys that you know might be in Double A ahead of me. And you know, just to just to hear just to hear and you know, take things from everybody. That's all it's about. You know, I, that, at the end of the day, I just worry about um 
get myself getting better and, you know, try to get my all around game better. Great attitude. Great attitude. So, so you fly out and, and you get to start your, your seat, your pro career in Billings, Montana. Right. Had you done much? Uh, had you been done much hitting with wood bats prior to the Pioneer League? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the whole travel ball circuit now um, is basically wood bat. I mean, you swing metal in high school, but the whole travel ball is all wood now. So that was, you know, I I, I was swinging wood probably since I was thirteen. You know, that was my my dad's idea just to kind of learn how to hit with that because it is it is a little different. You, know, you have to learn how to hit with wood. So I started at a young age. So. It was like, you know, that's, that's what I feel in my whole life. So. Well, looking at your numbers, it sure doesn't look like you had a whole lot of trouble. You hit 338, <laughs> and, you, and your on-base percentage was 443, and your slugging was 500, and you hit five home runs out there. Tell us about playing in Billings, and tell us about the Pioneer League and your first year in Pro Bowl. What's what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the uh, playing for the Billings Mustangs? The Billings Mustangs. Well, first thing that popped in was, uh, you know, great fan support, and, um, such a fun place too. Uh, very nice ballpark. I think I'm pretty sure it's Beaver Park. And um, you know what a great field. And then just the cool bus rides that you have to take because you know that's job country out there. And um, very you know kind of long, but we went to Yellowstone, so I remember that. And you know great competition. And it came down to what I really remember is the season coming down to the last game. You know we lost, but kind of getting that playoff atmosphere and getting involved in that. That's what I remember. It was just a great, great first year to get started up with. Do you have a host family in Billings? I did. Well, I live with a host dad. His name is Mike Mayot. And um, he had me and he had a couple other people living in his house. So it was just a very nice setup. And I'm very, very thankful to um very took me in. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that's a nice, a really nice. I haven't been to Billings. I, I hope to get there some sometime. But I've heard that host family program is a very nice program that they put together out there. Yeah, very, very cool. So, uh, very fun. So, last year, you get sent to Dayton, which I, I had season tickets for, you know, partial season tickets for Dayton for years, and it has to be one of the best places to play in the minor leagues between the crowds and the stadium and, and the whole organization. is just, they do everything right up there. Tell us about the Absolutely. experience of playing in Dayton. Oh, you said it. You said it right, but just the first thing you think of is, you know, playing in front of 10,000 people every night. You know, no matter what, too, like when it was freezing, they were there. When it was raining, they were there. If it was an early game, they were there. And they just they just support us the whole year. And, um, you know, that's just, you know, playing in front of that, that's awesome. And then the, the, what, a, what a cool field. And uh, just being a part of that, you know, just to get to say you got to play there was, was an honor. And then um, on top of that, just the all-star event was really cool, too, and being a part of that. And um, it was just a very fun year. And I had a host family there, too, the Collins, and um, they were great people. So I, I lived over in Miamisburg, Ohio. It's just, you know, a little small little town. So, you know, just got to meet people over there. And it was just a very fun year. Uh, how, uh, how does it feel the first time you come out in Dayton and you're working the wall there doing autographs? And you walk – and for people that haven't been to a game in Dayton, the, the, the guys on the team come out of the, out of the dugout and they work the wall give, doing autographs from the edge of the dugout all the way out to the bullpen. And it's probably, what, 40, 50 feet maybe? Yeah, it's and, pretty far. It gets loaded in there with people, too. Yeah. How does that feel the first time you do that? Oh, that's the coolest thing ever. You know, when you get to sign stuff or, you know, the little kids that have your baseball card or have a ball for you, you know, that's just, you know, that's just awesome. And then just to have that support of the people, you know, that um, 
they just follow you that closely to, you know, have some stuff for you to sign. It's just, it's just cool, you know. <laughs> it's just an honor, really. You had another really, really good year. You, you know, you got almost 500 plate appearances in. You hit 281 with a 379 on base, a 463 slugging, hit 16 homers. You finished the season on a DL. I think you had a high ankle sprain. You're, you everything all right now with the ankle? Yeah, everything great. With the ankle, you know, just kind of jumped up against the wall and kind of landed on it. And, you know, top way to end, I wish it would have ended that way because we were, you know, we were really in the playoff hunt with Dayton, too. We were making a strong push. So, um, you know, it kind of stinks it ended that way, but you know, everything happens for a reason, I guess. One of the things I noticed looking at your numbers was that last year, you between last year and Billings, you dropped your strikeout percentage by almost three percent last year. Is that something you you, you worked on, or, or or is that something that just happened to to come about, or? You know, I think it, it is something I worked on, but I think it's just you know seeing the uh, seeing the numbers go the professional pitching just for another extra year and like you know you look at all the up-ass I had in between those two years between instructs and then that following spring training um, you know you kind of just you kind of just make your own adjustment and you kind of learn to you know to take certain pitches and you know to battle more with two strikes you know that you learn what you can do within those months so yeah it was something I worked on but I just feel like you know experiencing the pitching more and more um, you kind of you kind of just get better yourself you know so, so at this point, you've got you've got two, you know, a year and a half or almost two years under your belts in the minor leagues. Tell us about the best thing that you found about life in the minor leagues so far. Oh uh, well, everything really, you know, not nothing really, um, nothing really to me is wrong with the minor leagues. You know, I lo- I love every bit of it. You know, I love the bus rides. I love you know eating the peanut butter and jelly. You know, everything. Everything's just just a blast to me, you know. Um, and I get to play baseball every day. What beats that? And um, so it's just, it's just a lot of fun, and I, I just enjoy playing the game every day. What's the What's been the biggest surprise to you about playing pro ball? Biggest surprise? Um, hmm. Biggest surprise? What do you mean by that? And it's something you weren't expecting, or, or, or something that you you've had to do as a as a pro player to keep yourself, you know, to keep yourself ready to play every day, or or whatever you, you weren't ready for that that you weren't aware of. Um, I guess I guess you could say, um, shoot, that's a tough question. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think that one would get me. Um, uh, probably just the, the I, I had to make like an adjustment to the game. Um, you know, there, there's always an adjustment I feel at every level that mm-hmm. you need to make. And you know, with my short season and then my low, you know, just the adjustment of um, you know handling the the better pitching and then um, handling the better. Pitch. I don't think it's much of a surprise. Like I knew that would happen, but. Just going through it, just um, I, I I don't know. I can't really think of a surprise. Okay, that's I, fine. Well, that that's an answer in itself, you know. Yeah, I can't really think of a surprise, but I mean, I get. I guess I'll say. Uh, I, I, I you know, know I that's to. fine. We'll move on, and if you think yeah, of something, we'll jump back in. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel just you know. I guess the biggest surprise is not being surprised. There you, you go. Know? That's yeah, a, there I, you I, go. I that's an answer. I feel. Per- yeah, I feel prepared every year. You know, I know what I'm going in for, and you know, I've, I've 
I learn from people and I ask questions, so I feel like you can't really be surprised if you ask questions. There you go. What what what's the biggest thing you think you need to improve right now? Uh, biggest thing. Um, you know, my defense. I'm trying to take my defense to the next level. Well, just all around game. You know, you can never be too good of a defender, um, base runner, or hitter. So I'm trying to polish everything there, and I'm just trying to, um, you know, really keep going in the weight room and, and stretching and hydrating. Talking about your defense, uh, you you played left field last year, and I I'm not sure what you, what all you played at, at Billings. Um, was it, was it mostly left? Yeah, it was mostly left. I mean, I had a couple games in right, but yeah, mostly left in games. And, and I've read that they're talking about playing you in left and right this year. How strong is your arm? Personally, I think I have a really good arm. Um, <laughs> well, I, actually, I, I do have a really good arm. <laughs> and I like to, you know, I like to think, you know, well, I'm very confident in myself, so I'm going to tell you I have a really good arm. It's very accurate, too, so um you know, I like to. I threw some guys out last year. I don't know how many, but um, I believe I really got Let's see here. You had nine assists last year. Nine. Hey, that's not bad. Two the year before. Yeah. No, that's not bad okay. at all. Yeah, I'll take nine. There you go. I see, actually, I, I, actually, I, I, this I, I, year I, I, you're going to take more than nine, right? Right. Absolutely. I should have had ten. I should have had ten, but I over I overthrew a catcher in Fort Wayne. Um, <laughs> He, he should have been out. I mean, he was a sitting duck, and I, I overthrew the catcher. So I should have had 10. You airmailed but. him, huh? <laughs> so so, you, so you, you've already had an interesting lead-up to 2014 because you were at Reds Fest, and you were part of the Reds Winter Caravan. Yeah. Tell, tell us awesome. about doing awesome. Reds Fest in the caravan. Oh, just an honor to be invited, and then um, just meeting all the different fans, you know, because at Reds Fest, well, actually, on the caravan, too, there was, some, there was some tough weather, you know, a lot of snow, and all the fans that came out and supported us, that was really cool, and um, just, you know, being on, you know, the caravan, being on the bus with Dick Williams, and then Cowboy, and uh, Tom Browning, and Jim Couch, it was just, you know, just, and Billy Hamilton, I forgot about Billy, it was just, it was just really fun, and, you know, just going to town to town, and being on the radio, and, you know, doing newspaper interviews, it was just really cool. Browning's a hoot, isn't he? <laughs> he's very funny. He's, he's definitely the man. I we did an interview. He he was he was on Red Lake Nation Radio a couple of years ago, and I asked him about his first game he started for the Reds, and he remembered seven of the eight starters, and they weren't your everyday names. I was very impressed with Tom's memory. Right? Yeah, that, that's awesome. I actually heard a story about him <laughs> on the Red Caravan where. He was sitting on the building in Chicago during a game. Have you ever heard that? Song? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my. Oh my God! It was like people were talking about that story like his perfect game. It was just so funny. It was so funny. The other story about him was that in the '90 World Series, he left the stadium, and they thought they were going to his wife. I think his wife was having a baby, and they thought they were going to have to call him back. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> so have you? So have you? Between the caravan and the Reds Fest, have you met any ball players that, that you always wanted to meet, or guys that you went home and you told your friends, "Guess who I got to meet." Um, <laughs> well, um, Eric Davis was on the, was on the caravan. Well, I, I already met him through just like playing, but he, he's really, he's a really, he's a very cool guy. But I'm um, just at, not at the caravan, but like last spring training, um, I met a lot of the big leaders. So meeting Bruce and Votto 
those were really, really cool guys to meet and, you know, just to talk it with them. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just very cool talking to the big leaders and learning from them. You know, there's people that are comparing you to Jay Bruce. What do you think of that? Uh, just another, that's just another honorable thing that to be talking about with Jay Bruce. Um, you know, you look at him, he's winning silver sluggers and, you know, playing very, very great defense for the Reds. You know, that's where I want to be. So, um, very, very, it's a very, <laughs> it's a true honor. So other than Red Fets and the Caravan, tell us what your offseason's been comprised of. Um, you know, I've been working out a lot, running a lot, and, um, Hitting and throwing, just, you know, trying to just get my game better and, you know, just spending quality time with my family. Um, and besides that, just um, enjoying Orlando. You know, I've been to a couple of Magic games. Um, and uh, I actually went to a Bill's Miami Dolphins game down in Miami. That was pretty cool. That was actually really cool. Bill's warm on top of that. <laughs> do, do you take time off after the season's over, or do you hit all year round? You know, because I was on the DL, um, I, I kind of I kind of went right into it. I had to take some time off when I got home, but I've been hitting probably since late October. To be honest with you, I've been ready to go since November. I've been chomping at the bit. I, I I've been I can't wait to go. I've been telling everybody, you know, I've been ready to go since November. So I've had to wait an extra couple months. So I, I've just been I've just kind of just been hitting every day and throwing every every other day. So I'm ready to go. So depending on what pop publication you look at, you're either the number four or five prospect in the system. But there are two two other guys above you are outfielders, you know, Irvin and, and Hamilton. Does that mean anything to you? You know, it doesn't mean anything at all. They're both they're both very good players and very great teammates and um you know, I think I think what what makes everybody different is, you know, everyone has their own game and, you know, everyone has to has to work hard and continue to be better. So you know, I just I just look forward to getting, getting back out there with the guys, you know, and just hitting and playing and having fun. And, you know, we all get to play baseball, like I said earlier, you know, we'll be set. Do you have a goal to be in the big leagues in X number of years or, or anything like that? You know, I don't have a, like, a set date on where I want to be. I, you know, I know there's a process. You know, I know the right time of time for me. You know, it's just my job to just worry about myself getting better and just playing hard and having fun and just trying to win. You know as many championships as I can on the way out through the system. What What about do Do you have a place where you hope to start the season or hope to end the season this year? Um, you know, I I really don't know. I'm just I'm just excited to go back and you know, like I said, just you know wherever they put me, they'll put me, and um, I'm just looking forward to to going back and uh, you know just. Hitting, you know, playing in games, you know, just stuff like I know it's just been four months. I really miss, you know, just sliding in the second and making a dive in left field. So he's looking forward to going back and just playing hard. If the Reds follow the plan with you that they followed with most guys, you're you're probably going to start the season in Bakersfield. Would you Would you probably agree with that? Right. Yeah. You know, I'd agree. Bakersfield's the next step, and um, you know, that's 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 high A, and um. So I look forward to, to starting wherever they put me. Well, everybody says that if you can advance at least one level every year, you're on schedule. You know, right? Uh, you you know now you are aware that when you're when you, if you're playing in Bakersfield, you're going to go through a little culture shock after playing Dayton last year, right? You know, I've heard, but um, <laughs> I've heard, but it's not going to bother me because I've heard some great things about California too being a hitter's league, so I can't complain. Yeah, there you go. 
Baseball America, <laughs> Baseball America rates you as the number four guy in the organization, but you're rated the best power hitter and with the best strike zone discipline. Which one of these means more to you? Um, you know, out of both of those, I'm going to say the play discipline because um, there's a lot of very powerful guys in the game of baseball. Um, and I've met, I've met a lot, but, you know, one thing, I, I try to take my game to the next level by not, you know, not giving in to pitchers' pitches, you know, not giving in. Because sometimes they, you know, like taking, taking good pitches, even though they might be a good, a good strike, but it's not a hittable strike, you know? So I, I really just enjoy the battle between um, me and the pitcher, and you know, I try not to give away one at bat. So I feel like you know you're going to walk sometimes. You're going to you know you're going to get some some hits. You know you're going to make you're obviously going to make out. You know everyone knows that. But um, you know I feel like you give yourself a better chance. You know the more disciplined you are, but instead of just you know going out there and swinging at everything. You sound like you've been. It sounds like you're kind of out of the Joey Votto school. You know I, <laughs> I watching him hit. You know, that guy, he's unbelievable. You know, Votto, he, he makes pitchers really come to him. You know, and it's just very cool to see. You know, there, there's more to hitting than just going up there and free swinging, you know, to what I think, too. So, you know, I believe in a good approach. And, um, you know, every once in a while, you might have to just settle for a swing on the left. So. Are, are you a stats guy? You know, not a big stat guy at all. Um, I just believe in, you know, hitting baseball hard and eventually they'll fall. Do you look at your numbers every day? I do, I do not pay attention to my numbers. You know, I feel like they're going to change too much too often to really get caught up with. You know, I play 140 games a year, so they're going to they're going to be up, they're going to be down. I just try to worry about just getting better that day. Well, you know, it's just you and me here. Nobody's listening, so I'm going to ask you. You know, do do, do you, you and you can tell me the truth here. Do you do you set numerical goals for yourself going into a season? Um, I really don't. Um, I just set, uh, like, personal goals. Like, not, not really numbers, but I just set, like, um, you know, kind of different stuff. Like, uh, like this year I want to I wanna continue to be stronger as the year goes on, and I want to be more flexible at the end of the year than I am now. Um, like, stuff like that. I really don't get caught up with the numbers because I know as long as I, as I, do, as long as I do what I need to do every day and you know, just keep making the, the improvements I need to make, I know the numbers will be there anyway. Now, last year you played, you know, about twice as many games. You didn't have quite quite twice as many plate appearances. How were you feeling in, in in September? You know, in September, being on the DL, I was still a little tired. You know, my body has never felt that, never felt that way before. You know, you go through some times where you're like, holy cow, like you're not 100. percent You know, you're 50. percent But you know, I, I really think um, to succeed, you got to be able to. You know, when you're not feeling that good, you still gotta, you know, buckle down and go find a way to, you know, help your team win. And that's what it's all about, you know, because you're gonna have some some rough days, you know, that's the that's the honest truth of baseball. So you're gonna have some rougher days, you know, feeling, you know, just your body feeling down. So um I just feel like, you know, those are the games that you gotta really, really bear down and, and help your you know, do your best to help your team win. How much has your family got to see you play in the last couple of years? Um, my family's gotten to see me a lot, actually. Um, my dad made about two or three trips up to Dayton with my brother. You know, that was, um, this year was the first time my brother, my middle brother got to see me play baseball professionally. So that was really cool when he came up to Dayton. They loved it. My mom, my mom was up there like four times. And on top of that, she got to go to opening day. Check this out. She was at opening day. She was at 4th of July and the All-Star break. She got to see the All-Star game, too. Oh. Yeah, she made some good trips there. Yeah, she saw she saw the best of the Dayton Dragons, didn't she? Yeah, 
Well, that's great. That's great. Well, well, Jesse, that's about all I have, and, and I want to thank you for your time and, and wish you luck this season. And when are you headed out for Goodyear? I, leave, I actually leave this Sunday. You know, I'm going out a little earlier. Um, my report date was March 5th, but I'm going out this Sunday. You know, I, like I told you, I've been ready to go since November, so the earlier I could get out there, I was, I was taking that ticket. So. Well, maybe we can catch up sometime again later this, during the season, you know, when you're hitting about 350 and, and like 10 or 12 homers by the all-star break hey you know that sounds you know that sounds really good so <laughs> i look forward to that phone call okay man thanks very much for your time we'll talk to you soon nope. hey sounds great Have a good one. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.